Hey friend, today we are going to dive into the scriptures. I hope that's okay with you. We're going to look at one of, I think you can make the case, one of the most touching, one of the most poignant portions of scriptures. This account that we're going to discuss today and this entire week on the broadcast, it touches my heart and I hope it will yours as well. I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles. I'm Mike McCurry. This is Bible Tracked Echoes. You know, of course, one of the main reasons that this radio broadcast exists is to promote the use of gospel tracts, to promote world evangelism, to encourage Christians such as yourself to evangelize, to reach the lost. I'd encourage you today, if you've never visited our website, BibleTracksInc.org, we print gospel tracts and put them around the world free of charge. We've done that for about over 85 years. It's, it feels good to say 85 years. I've not been around for all 85 years. Of course, our founder, Dr. Paul Levine, by God's grace, started this ministry back in 1938, but we still exist for the same purpose and there are lost people. There are more lost people today around the world than there were back in 1938. Therefore, our purpose, our mission is even more needed. I'd encourage you as you listen today, as you, my prayer, glean some sustenance, some encouragement, a little bit of a blessing, maybe even some conviction today and this week from the program, I'd ask you not to lose sight of our main goal, what we do, the word of God to all the world. Thank you so much for listening today and all sincerity to each and every one of you that are tuning in today. Maybe it's your first time, maybe first time in a long time. Maybe you're just a faithful listener. When I say just a faithful listener, this ministry is built on the backs, on the shoulders of giants. When I say just a faithful listener, you understand how I'm saying that. I am so very thankful for each and every one of you tuning in day in and day out, Monday through Friday to Bible Track Echoes. Now, enough of all that. Second Samuel chapter number nine is where we will be. I gotta tell you, just a little anecdote, little thought about this passage. We're gonna look at David and Mephibosheth. Now, for some of you, I hope that's not old hat. I hope there's no story in the Bible, no biblical account. These aren't just stories. These aren't just black ink on white pages. These are real things that happen. I hope Jonah and the whale, David and Goliath. I, I hope Noah's ark. I hope Moses and the burning bush. I hope Mephibosheth. I hope you don't say, oh, I know that one. Friend, there's nothing new under the sun, so I'm not going to bring you some heresy today, nor am I going to bring you anything that uh, will make you uh, realize, I've never known that was in the Bible. No, friend, this is just going to be solid biblical truth. Lord willing, I just want to be a conduit of that, a, a channel of blessing. But I hope you never look at a Bible account like David and Mephibosheth as, oh, I know that one already. I can tune out. Don't do that today, please. But you know, in all seriousness, I've been preaching for... Get this, over 20 years of my life. I don't say that to brag. Experience doesn't mean a whole lot unless you learn something from it. I remember the first time I ever preached. I was 8, 9, maybe 10 years old, right, right about there. It was for a watch night service. One of those uh, popcorn preaching times. December 31st, this would have been, let me think, oh my... This would my this might have been pre two thousand one because I'm trying to think where I was around that time frame. So this may this may have been the late nineties. Get that such a long time ago, isn't it? Feels like yesterday. Most of us doesn't. It? But in all seriousness, 
there I stood. I was one of maybe six or eight young men that were going to preach that night. We each had like three or four minutes. We were allotted a time span. When you're trying to fill space from seven or eight o'clock at night all the way to midnight for the watch night service, normally a lot of churches I've been in, my dad was in the military, so we moved around a lot, but a lot of churches would do a watch night service and we'd try to pray in the new year. We'd start praying maybe at 1145, 1150, and we'd pray through and men would pray around. And Good way to start a year. End a year with God, start a year with God, but you got to fill some time. There's always food, there's fellowship, sometimes some games. And this year, there was some popcorn preach. And that means there's some young men, they're on the docket, such as myself, we were going to get to preach. I remember the very first message I ever preached. Very first text I ever used was Mark 16, 15, the great commission, as we call it. That's a pretty good place to start a preaching career, isn't it? This isn't a career, it's a calling. I yielded to the call of God to preach the glorious gospel as a young person not too long after that first time preaching. I've been doing it ever since, now 20 years later, and to God be the glory, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon, but I realized something from that very first message. I cut my teeth uh, preaching at a junior church preaching nursing homes. It seems like both ends of the spectrum, everyone except for everyone in the middle, right? I was preaching to little kids and preaching to the senior saints. But now I've had the chance to preach in dozens, hundreds, maybe of churches. And what a blessing it is. But in all that time, somehow, I've never preached specifically from this passage until this message. Somehow in all that time, I'm, I'm sure I've referenced Mephibosheth, maybe even taught around this area, maybe on a kind of expose through the Old Testament, but never really dived into 2 Samuel chapter 9. Not for lack of a want, but there are some Bible accounts that for some reason, to me at least, there's nothing, when I say extra special, all of it's special, but there's nothing like, more special. It's just there's something about this story. Something about it I, I just didn't want to mess up. And Lord willing, we won't today and this week. But in all sincerity, this one gets me. We're going to begin reading in 2 Samuel chapter number 9 today. We're really only going to be able to introduce the concept. We're going to continue throughout this week. I'd ask you to tune your ears. I am fairly certain that God can hear more than one of us at a time. And so I'm going to read 2 Samuel 9, verses 1 through 8 or thereabouts, and then I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God to bless what we dive into this week. And I'm going to ask while I'm praying, I'm going to ask you to pray as well. Of course, unfortunately, I won't be able to hear you. So maybe you can even pray aloud if you'd like to, but maybe you'd like to pray quietly, just a short prayer. I won't be long. But after I read this, I want you to I want you to kind of meditate, ruminate on what I'm reading here with a prayerful attitude. Don't just listen to it because I'm saying it, because this is what your radio is tuned to, or because you flipped on the YouTube channel and it's a Bible Tracked Echoes today, and that's the first video that popped up, because you chose it on your podcast player. No, no, don't do that. Not just because, but no, friend, because this passage of scripture. I believe, I truly believe that it could be a help to someone listening today. Second Samuel 9 and verse 1, the Bible says this, and David said, just to give a little context, we're coming off of David's victories in war. Remember back in chapter 6, chapter 7, 
He purposed to build a temple, but he was told because of the warfare and all of that, you're not going to be able to build that temple, but you can prepare for it. And we're getting to a place where David has accomplished much of what he's going to accomplish for God. Now, his race is not run. He's not done yet. But still to come is his sin with Bathsheba and all of that. So you can kind of put this in context where he's at. He is in the throne. He has the kingdom. He's not made the grave heir that is to come. Here he is, accomplished much, and David said, Is there yet any that is left? of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul, that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Then king David sent, and fetched him, meaning Mephibosheth, out of the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David. He fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself, Mephibosheth bowed himself, and said, What is thy servant, that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? I don't want to overstate or overstay my welcome in this train of thought, but how beautiful this is. How incredible. The poetic nature, the, I can almost see in my mind's eye, I, again, I, I don't want to be too loud or the Bible is quiet, but if I were to play this like a movie scene across the theater of my mind, amazing. But we must ask and answer a question today and this week. The question that I put forth, the question that maybe you can meditate on before we pray is this. Why is it, how is it, that Mephibosheth would have the opportunity to sit at the king's table? Why? How can Mephibosheth sit at that hallowed place? Why? How can he plop down at the king's table? But in asking and answering that question, I believe there is another application for you and me. I believe in asking that question, we could also ask ourselves, how is it? Why is it that you and I, that we can sit at the king's table? Will you join me just for a brief word of prayer before we sign off today? Father, you've been so very good to us and as we take a few brief moments, really, if you add up all the time that this broadcast will be on the air this week and the 
relative to eternity, it's nothing. Just a mere blip on the radar. But it could be that there will be someone listening this week for whom this message was meant. And Lord, as we ask and answer this important, incredible question about your table, please give clarity to me in my speech. Give clarity to the minds of the listeners. Please help us as necessary. We ask all these things in your son's name we pray. Amen. Why? How can we sit at the king's table? That's the question we're going to answer today. I'm excited to do so. I'm going to ask you, please, would you tune in for the remainder of the week here on Bible Tract Echoes? There is so much. This is so rich. The Bible always is. Please, if you'd come along on this little journey with us. My name is Mike McCurry. This has been Bible Tract Echoes. I'm looking forward to answering the question, how can we sit at the King's table on this program this week? My prayer, as always, is that you have a great day for his glory. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.